I may be as pretty as an angel, but I sure as hell ain't one. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 274 of Under the Cull of MS. Normal Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever. I finished off the last four issues of Yandu. So that's a run of five comics. That was a lot of fun. I'm really glad I checked it out. Yandu ends up coming across that chalice in the first issue that I talked about, and then his futuristic great 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 grandson appeared and wanted to help him get the chalice to someone like Silver Surfer that could do something with it. So apparently what's inside the chalice is the same thing that gives the Silver Surfer his power, the power cosmic, because it's from a someone that had the control of the power cosmic at one time that got killed and put into the vessel. But you get to see them go through a bunch of trials and tribulations and issues and different people hunting for the same thing that they have and they're they're trying to take it away from them and you see lots of conflict throughout it. But it was a fun look at Yandu. I really liked seeing I totally understand his character now, which I never really fully understood. What was up with the Finn? What was up with his uh, race? Uh, his his alien beings, his family, and stuff like that. We kind of find out more about his heritage and all that stuff in here. It was a lot of fun. So if you want to check out something with Yandu in it, I said I suggest this is a great jumping on point. I. Uh, Kind of catches them in the times of when he was running with the Ravagers and stuff like that. So it was enjoyable seeing all those things and little little tie, ties to things from the past that you may or may not know about from movies and other things you have read. So, but yeah, if you haven't checked out Yandu, Yandu from Marvel, five-issue run, it was definitely worth Worth the read. So check that out. And then I picked up the second issue of Harley Quinn, the Eat Bang Kill Tour. This issue focuses on Harley and Ivy wanting to go on their honeymoon. And Harley basically tells Ivy that she's got it set up for Catwoman to babysit her two hyenas. And the two hyenas aren't going to go well (laughs) being with Catwoman with her cats. So I don't know how that's going to go over, but you're going to have to read it to find out. It was a lot of fun. I'm still enjoying this little run that I was not, another one that I was not going to get in on. This is Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat Bang Kill Tour. Apparently it runs off the animated series, which... Not sure that might be on Hobo Max. I don't think it's on Disney Plus, but you can find it out there, I'm sure. 
I still got to watch it, but this is, I'm loving the comic. So check that out from DC Comics. Lots of fun. Another fun one from DC Comics. Suicide Squad, King Shark. We checked out the second issue. King Shark's in the middle of his battles. First first couple rounds of battle go on between Man King, King Shark, all kinds of King Cockroach. uh, Just a variety of interesting characters, and we get to meet the guy that I'm guessing makes a lot of these characters because he's a person that likes to take two types of characters and combine them. And then somehow this tournament happens and there's just all kinds of interesting characters you're going to see in this tournament. There's a bird lady. There's a anemone Type of little worm character that turns into lots of other things. <laughs> but you can also get a little deeper in the story between King Shark and the Tager chick. And we get Amanda Waller and some of her Suicide Squad crew do, dealing with some things in this issue also. So you get plenty of action, plenty of things going on. There's at least three different story lines in this issue that you're following. And it was a lot of fun. I'm really liking this King Shark character. Kind of feel for him. <laughs> so he just wants to go out and just be himself. But apparently Waller's got this tie to him. and She's got control over him. And, of course, the brain bombs that she sticks in their heads. But, uh, it's it's very, very interesting. It was not at all what I was expecting to see this run turn into. I did not expect it to be a big fight between a bunch of mixed-together characters <laughs> that are fighting for the popularity of the world or universe or I don't know. I can't even remember if that's how far out these characters go. I think it's just in the world just to show who's which which beastly characters are the most prevalent the strongest, the ones that will rule the planet. And then we checked out the final issue of Possessive. Number three of three from Xenoscope. And if you didn't know, King Shark's from DC Comics. Which you should know if you follow Suicide Squad and stuff. But Possessive by Xenoscope. Checked out the third one. And this was an interesting ongoing run. I liked it. It was... They did good. About finishing off in all three issues. Uh, it does did not need to go any further. It worked out just like a nice little segment of the Twilight Zone or something like that. It just had that that type of feel. The basic standard horror story thrown into a 
life of a person that's trying to figure out his life and all kinds of things happen with him and a horrific entity that lives in the house and he seeks other religions out to find out how to stop this entity, get rid of the entity. And we find out down the road what he does and brings his family back into the house. His ex-wife decides she wants to get back together and get their relationship back. And then you get to see what happens with all the family and everything and with the entity and the house and see how it all works out. It's a very interesting story. I like the way they did this one. And it's, I would have, if it would have been a longer run in three issues, I would have probably stopped after issue one. But issue two pulled me in further. And issue three gave me the ending that I wanted. So it worked out good. I'm glad I stuck to it. And then. The final one I'm going to talk about today is Victor Crowley's Halloween Tales 3 from American Mythology Productions. This one only had two stories in it. Wait. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. They have three stories labeled on the cover. But I took it that it was two stories that I read. And the first one has a kid whose dad was killed by Hatchet. And he does some summoning to a demon beast to bring some demon alive to help summon Hatchet and basically take Hatchet out. And you can just imagine what happens with that one. Then we get another one where some kids have a futuristic style feel to it with like 3D, uh, uh, what do you call it, when you take someone that's dead and you make a live visual of them and you get a visualized character that's just made up from computer generated programming and they mess around with it and a group of kids are like okay let's let's be more serious about this let's go out to the hatchet house take some pictures and uh, get some extra evidence that they can sell or whatever and make themselves famous. And yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't realize this was three stories. I was pissed when I got done reading it thinking it was only two stories, but it was three stories because the third story here is called A Wolf in Pig's Clothing. And you see three little pig characters, basically three dumbasses dressed up with pig pig costumes. Uh, just so you know, the first story is called An Eye for an Eye. 
And the second one was called Past Forward. And then this one's A Wolf in Pig's Clothing. Where you see these three pig care three characters wearing pig masks and a guy dressed up as a wolf. And they're dealing with them. He apparently squealed on the piggies and was going to get him in trouble with the cops. And, of course, they're all robbers and shit like that. And so they deal with him in their, their ways. And along the way, they end up in the swamps. Well, they took this character out to the honey the honey swamps and uh, just happen to be where Hatchet is because they figure if you're going to dispose of somebody, dispose of them out there, then people aren't going to find it. The body, or if they do find it, they're just going to blame it on Hatchet. So they do that, and you get to see what happens when Hatchet appears and you get yourself a little match game in the back of the book. Some great artwork in the back. But, yeah, I like this one. But I would say the first two were way better. This one didn't have the... Didn't have me chuckling along the way like the other two issues did. When I read those, but... Victor Crowley's Hatchet Halloween Tales 3 from American Mythology Productions. Check it out. Halloween's over now, so... Gotta get back to the regular comics, and coming up next is going to be all the Christmas shit. Hopefully there'll be a few good ones out there. Uh, Netflix checked out the America... America, the motion picture. It is okay. It is a weird, interesting look at America, how things could have went. <laughs> or should have went. <laughs> or did go. <laughs> but yeah, it was just an animated goof on America. And then we finished off Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu. Finally finished off the last season. It was a great finish to a great series. Uh, if you haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I suggest checking it out. It's right up there with Reno 911. Reno 911's a little better, but this is a good, good run. Good show. Lots of great actors and actresses in it. But they ended it. Uh, with an actual good ending. It it worked out perfect the way they did it. It didn't leave you missing out on the show. It didn't leave you bummed out that you couldn't see more of it. Stuff like that. I I just like, like when shows get it, the opportunity. They know when they're on their last season and they do it right. So... They can leave it at that and then maybe do a movie in a couple of years or something like that. Or the gang gets all back together and does something. But Or who knows, they'll probably have some type of off, 
offshoot of the show. A lot of them like to do that after it ends. A couple of the characters keep going on with some other stuff. But yeah, check out Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was on Hulu when we watched it. So Then Word Balloon has their YouTube channel, their Facebook channel, all that stuff. You can catch his video, John Suntris's videos on it. But uh, they recently, I believe it was last week, had an episode with Taki Soma, Mike Omin, and Magdalene Visaggio. Magdalene has a little bit of issues with her uh, connectivity and stuff like that. Other than that, it was fun. It's like I mentioned before, Takisoma is a comic book. Well, she's an artist, colorist. Uh, she's written comics. She works with Mike Oming quite a bit. And they have another thing that they're working on right now on Patreon.com. You can check out their comic, Galaxy of Madness. It's kind of like a space archaeological exploration type comic. But yeah, that was fun. Uh, Bloom number four is finishing up the Kickstarter. I don't know if I, it might have ended by the time you hear this podcast. I'm not sure. But they have issue number four. They have a cover C, which is an homage to the Amazing Spider-Man number 62 with Medusa on the cover with her hair holding down Spidey. And they did a cool little homage to it with uh, Regina holding the artist down using her abilities. But yeah, that's the cover I'll be ordering. But other than that, I think we're good for this issue. Hopefully we'll make it to the next issue. We got the U.S. flying a bomber over the Middle East, over Iran and stuff. Pissed some people off there. We pulled out of Afghanistan quick. Pissed people off there. We got the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, warning China about concerns with Taiwan. Now we got Putin, who's already not happy with us. How many people are we going to piss off all at once? I do not understand this administration, what they're doing. But they are all out to piss everybody off, apparently. So, who knows? Maybe we won't be back. (laughs) Uh, It's a wonderful world. Why can't we just all get along? Get along, little doggy. Get along. Uh, But, yeah, that's it. For this portion, I'll cut this and then we'll be right back with. Okay, let's get into some MS stuff. Some health stuff, some MS stuff, some whatever. Whatever we can come across. Let's talk about sensory sensory overload. It's underpublicized, but for many, it's a very real side effect of living with multiple sclerosis and other chronic conditions. A loud noise, a child's scream, 
a crowded grocery store, or just too much happening around you. For someone with MS, triggers like these can cause confusion, heightened reactions, or debilitating pain. I am a person that at this day and age just doesn't put up with it anymore. It's like any type of thing that's annoying me, I snap. <laughs> when I walk into a store and a kid starts screaming and crying, it's like I just go up to him and start, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to deal with it. It's like, come on, loud ass little shit. Put him in the car, lock him up. <laughs> No, don't do that. But yeah, it's sometimes noises can just irritate, set off, cause other issues to pop out. And if you're in a store with a bunch of loud noise or something, go out to a bench, find a quiet place, get away from it all. If you can get out to Mother Nature, do that. And it's the sounds of Mother Nature are always soothing. And it's a lot quieter than being in a city atmosphere. Stuck around a bunch of annoying people. You can also just try and find like a dark room to chill out in. Or sit in your car in your driveway. It depends. I think if you're living with other people and stuff. You might have to find things like that to get away from people. And get away from noises. It sucks if you have like roommates and they start cranking music or something that you don't like. Or watching something loud or if they're into music type related things or they play instruments and you got to listen to their shitty training, <laughs> shitty practicing on the equipment, stuff like that. It's always good to do like deep breaths and meditation. Breathing exercises are always good to work with when you're not feeling good. Uh, you can try online shopping just delve your brain into the, your computer and hopefully it'll take your mind away from any other noises around you. But then you're also burning up your pocketbook, so be careful there too. <laughs> you could be like us and get a maxed out credit card all of a sudden and not know what the hell happened to cause that. <laughs> Start wondering if someone stole your credit card and then you get the bill and it's like, oh shit, I guess we spent it. <laughs> Earplugs can be handy. Uh, keep them around. You got your headphones, your earplugs, your and stuff that you can listen to music on at your own levels that aren't annoying to you. Just to hopefully end up drowning out background sounds and noises. Avoid crowded places. I just, I can't be around them anymore. I, when I go to parties and stuff, I instantly go into body spasms, seizures, spasticity issues. And it's just, it's too much. I can't take all the noise and people and all the things going on. Too many different things being said at, and happening at once. So your mind's all over the place. It's just, no. I just can't do it anymore. But try some of those things. See if they help you out. Uh, I truly believe Mother Nature 
and sound noise machines and having a room that you can escape to and just try and drown out certain other noises with your own noises that you enjoy. Uh, you can get into padding rooms and stuff like that if you need to, or if you have like a basement that no one uses, maybe clean up in a section of it and make it nice for you to have yourself a little area to hang out in, do some crafting, do some reading, whatever you like to do. Having a pet is a good way to get away from a bunch of annoyances. I mean, if people in your household are driving you crazy, the noises in your house are a little too loud, and take your dog, go for a walk. That's always a good thing to do. I mean, I still think Mother Nature is the best place to go to get away from annoying, annoying noises. Uh, you can take a hike up on a hill. You can walk out in a field. You can just sit there. And did you ever sit in the middle of a cornfield or a hay field and just listen to the wind rattling through the, through the, whatever's planted in that field and you get to hear the stuff. You can almost hear the stuff growing if you listen. Uh, you can hear all the different critters around making their noises and, Sometimes they can get annoying, though, too. They can set you off, too. And you get around a bunch of acadas or cicadas or however the hell you want to say it. Those things can get loud. It's just a high-pitched screech. Uh, definitely don't want to be around a bunch of monkeys. <laughs> Heller monkeys, stuff like that. But most of Mother Nature is a pleasant sound calming sound so you can try things like that but definitely don't stick around if you are being bugged by something get away from it go to a different area do whatever you have to otherwise it's just going to keep getting worse and worse for you and eventually you're just going to snap all right I still got the phase three trial stuff up. I'm still not seeing nothing new on the U.S. results on the Sativix cannabis spray. The phase three trial that went was underway in the U.S. Uh, to assess the safety and efficacy of Sativix, an oral spray that contains cannabis extracts in treating spasticity. Muscle stiffness or spasms associated with multiple sclerosis was worked on through 2020 into 2021. <coughs> Excuse me. We were supposed to have it throughout the United States available at the start of 2021. Never heard anything else about it. Uh, it's a product that's put out by GW Pharmaceuticals. It's available in 25 countries, including most of Europe and Canada, as an add-on therapy for MS patients with moderate to severe spasticity who fail to respond to other antispastic treatments. It contains cannabidiol, CBD, and tetrahydrocannabidiol, THC, 
two of the most abundant cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant. And if you know anything about cannabinoids, our bodies have cannabinoids receptors in them. So that's why it works to benefit us. Uh, Basically, they did a placebo-controlled trial. Uh, It was supposed to have almost 500 adults with MS and spasticity issues. Uh, It was administered as an oral spray in the morning and evening up to 12 times a day for 12 weeks. And it was self-administered. They went through a 28-day baseline period, a 12-week of daily treatments or placebos uh, for a total of 18 weeks. The study's main goal was to assess if Sativix is superior to to a placebo at lowering the frequency of muscle spasms in MS patients. Uh... According to GW and its subsidiary Greenwich Biosciences, the first enrolled patient has now completed screening and entered the study's 28-day baseline period. Uh, U.S. trial sites yet to be announced, of course. They should have had them by now. Because we are getting close to 2022 already, so I'm sure the... Uh, U.S. studies got deeper into it, but I haven't been able to find anything yet. Uh, the Phase 3 trial, oh, it was planning to launch between the close of the year and mid-2021, so they should have definitely had it, and it was supposed to have four types of studies, three focusing on the effects of treatments on muscle tone and one on muscle spasm frequency. Uh, Therapy approval in Europe was supported by data from three phase three trials, which demonstrated Sativix was well tolerated and effectively eased MS spasticity. The medication is currently not approved for any indication in the U.S., because the U.S. are a bunch of dumbasses and don't care about how we feel. But it's everybody I've seen, doctors and patients in Canada that I've heard results from have really enjoyed what they got from it. It basically helped with their spasticity quite a bit. And then, I mean, Christ, I'm up to... I'm already on six baclofen a day, and I'm still having spasticity issues like crazy. And the doctors just constantly add some more during the day and do some more in the afternoon, some more in the morning. It's like, it's basically you want me to take it every couple of hours. So I don't want it. I don't want this shit. I want stuff that actually works. And with the Sativix, it's more of a fast-acting result than sitting there taking a pill and hoping it's going to kick in with the next couple hours. And usually I'd say I get about three to four hours 
of some use from the back of the fin. But it's not it's not the same every day. It's <clears throat> I'm constant I ain't I don't wanna have to go to bed at night and then four hours later get up, take more pills. Actually, you'd want to take it out three hours later, so it would kick in by that fourth hour. But yeah, it's I'd have to get up twice a night to take more and more damn baclofen. Whereas T-Vix, I wouldn't have to. But I don't know. Hopefully someday our medical industry is going to wake up and quit worrying about the profits and giving us shit with all these weird-ass side effects and just let us take the medications that we feel actually help our bodies. All right, let's look into some drinks to help us lower our blood pressure. It's like, I'm not big on drinks anymore. I just, I'll do my water. I'll have my tequila with lemon. I, my coffee, tea, and coffee, like I said, the taste of it is just terrible lately. But I like my teas. But let's see what they got here to help us with our blood pressure. Tomato juice. Yuck. I'll put it in chili. <laughs> Evidence suggests that drinking one glass of tomato juice a day may promote heart health but I don't I mean to avoid unnecessary sodium sodium which can have the opposite effect on blood pressure make sure to buy unsalted tomato juice that's what I was gonna say it's like almost all the tomato juice I've seen is from concentrate so it's gonna have sodium it's gonna have salt sugar and who knows what else in it it's just, I, I thought that acidity of the tomatoes is bad for us, too. So I'm kind of surprised that that's number one on the list. Next one they got is beet juice, which that I can see. That's, beets are big-time benefit to the body, but they have different types of beet-related drinks nowadays that you can get. Not only do these colorful, low-calorie vegetables contain a host of health-promoting vitamins, minerals, and plant compounds, but they may also help lower blood pressure. Uh, they're rich in dietary nitrates, a compound known to have blood pressure-lowering effects. Uh, it's beetroot juice. I know you hear a lot of and stuff, so... I can see that being good for you, along with this next one, prune juice. But that's, I would think, more in the older age type. But it's had long, long been known to have things to help alleviate constipation. But one of prune juice's lesser known health benefits is that it also lowers blood pressure. Uh, the researchers reported 
a significant reduction in blood pressure among people who ate a single dose of three prunes a day. People who ate six prunes per day experienced an additional reduction in systolic blood pressure. Moreover, both three and six prune doses were found to also lower LDL cholesterol. Uh, but you're going to want to drink 100% prune juice or make your own by blending soaked prunes up. There's pomegranate juice, which is rich in nutrients such as folate and vitamin C. It's also both potent potent anti-inflammatory effects. It may come as no surprise then that the pomegranate juice can contribute to a heart-healthy diet. The effects on systolic blood pressure were independent on how long participants consumed pomegranate juice for and how much. The researchers recommended a dose of at least 240 milliliters to reduce diastolic blood pressure, but make sure it's 100% juice with no added sugar. I got burps and hiccups all at once happening here. Uh, yeah, it's that's another one that it's hard to find that it's not in concentrate form, so Definitely watch the sugars and stuff and look for something that's not packed full of a bunch of crap. And there's berry juice. Like pomegranate, berries, especially blueberries, are known for their antioxidant properties. And their less known properties about their heart benefits. Uh, Definitely be careful with these again. Make sure it doesn't contain added sugar, and you don't want to buy stuff that's from concentrate. So, definitely look into that. I don't agree with the berry juices. I'd say skip them. I'd personally say beet juice and prune juice, maybe pomegranate juice. Focus on those if you have to. When they say skim milk... It's like low-fat dairy products such as skim milk and yogurt are a key component of dietary strategies to stop hypertension. A science-based set of recommendations for preventing and treating high blood pressure. They concluded that the consumption of low-fat milk was associated with a lower risk of high blood pressure. But then again, you got to watch it also because... Now they're coming up with all this stuff about dairy issues and MS, and I don't know. I like my almond milks myself. Uh, Tea. When it comes to blood pressure, not all teas are created equal, of course. (laughs) There's definitely got to watch what kind of teas you're buying and stuff. Some are high in caffeine. Some may cause you to have jitters. Some may cause you to have your regular heartbeats and stuff like that. So just definitely check into what ingredients are in your teas and which ones you're taking. Um, The effects of black and green tea consumption are known to help uh, with blood pressure. Long-term intake of both types of tea lowered 
both systolic and diastolic blood pressure. However, the reduction in blood pressure was more significant for green tea. And they have so many different types of green teas that are flavored also nowadays. So you can get like raspberry flavored, blueberry flavored, all that stuff. So look into those if you want some differences. I like to just make my tea regular with a little bit of honey or CBD honey. And then once I pull the bags out, I'll put a tablespoon or so of chia seeds in there and have that in there also. It's a little added benefit. Coffee. Uh, caffeine appears to create a temporary spike in blood pressure, but this effect may be less pronounced among regular coffee drinkers. Some past research had suggested that long-term coffee consumption is associated with an increased risk of hypertension. If you've been diagnosed with hypertension, you probably don't need to cut out coffee. With that said, it might not be the best thing, best time, it might not be the best time to start drinking coffee if you don't already, though. Alcohol, as with coffee, alcohol's effect on blood pressure is complicated. Moderate alcohol consumption, that's one drink per day for women and two for men, was once thought to lower blood pressure, but recent research suggests that even moderate drinking may pose risks to heart health, so be careful about those. And also... Some other things that might be able to help, just get off your ass, get moving, get around, get that blood pumping, shed those excess pounds, lose some weight, it helps with the heart, take some of the fat pressure off the heart, check out the DASH diet, they say, which was especially designed to prevent and treat hypertension, emphasizes unprocessed foods like Fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and lean proteins. Quit smoking. Each cigarette you smoke triggers a short-term increase in your blood pressure. Over the long-term, tobacco use can harden your arteries, which in turn can lead to high blood pressure. Limit stress. Chronic stress can contribute to high blood pressure. Avoid stressors when you can and try to find healthy ways to manage your stress. And just get away from all that negativity. It's not good. But basically, in addition to following a heart-healthy diet, some types of drinks may also be helpful when it comes to lowering your blood pressure. According to research, several types of fruit and vegetable juices, as well as skim milk and green tea, may help control your blood pressure without any side effects. If you're concerned about your blood pressure, be sure to talk to your doctor about the best way to manage your blood pressure. And heart health, get on some medications if need be or whatever. But be careful with it. I just, personally, water is the best thing for you. And take everything else with a grain of salt. Just listen to your body. Try something out. If you have issues, don't try that thing again. Go to something different. Your body will tell you how it feels. It's 
like that stuff with Dr. Aaron Brewster mentioning the different blood types and stuff. That has me just all interested in learning about that. So I wanna I still don't even know what blood type I am. <laughs> I just I should probably figure that out before I do a bunch of research, but but yeah. Careful with what you put in your system. It's just going to cause blood pressure issues more. It has lots of sugar in it and stuff like that. Uh, other than that, we got tomorrow's. The, the wife took off work. And I wasn't even thinking about it, but I scheduled two <laughs> appointments that day. I got the dentist again in the morning for another freaking adjustment to try and explain to him that I still got the sores and the gums and they're all raw and cut and burning stupid salt water rinsed into shit other than make me sick feeling from all the salt. I went through a lot of freaking salt two to four times a day. So that wasn't good. But they don't give a shit. They just want you to do what they tell you to do. And if it works, then they're under that I told you so thing. And if it doesn't work, it's like, oh, really? So basically the rest of my life, every time I get sores in my mouth, I got to do salt water rinses. I mean, come on, people. Get the freaking things to fit right. And I won't have to worry about that shit. Uh, and then I got an appointment with Peter, Peter Toucher. <laughs> a urologist so I go see him don't really know why I need to and it, my bladder control meds aren't working as well as they were that's always an on off thing can never never get those to work continuously the way you want I constantly have issues with mine though be doing fine for a few weeks and then go to shit for a week or whatever. But yeah, go see those two and then who knows what the rest of the day will bring. But other than that, I will get back to you probably Thursday with another Comics and MS podcast. Normal one. And we'll have some other things coming up soon with some more previews catalog stuff and upcoming things that are coming to the comic book stores in the future. I know, I'm slacking. I went from doing seven days a week podcasting down and back down to two days a week. So we'll have to get something going here eventually, but we just got so much stuff on our table at the moment. We got it. Gotta get caught up. Gotta get things done. Gotta get ready for winter. It's getting freaking cold out there. It's nippy out there today. That wind is cutting through the skin. But y'all be good. Y'all take care of yourself. Y'all put the monster back in the barn. Lock him up with the horses. And I'll get back to you sometime soon. Take out Crimson Color Comic Club. Still got episodes going. Don't have our video anymore. It's like everything's falling apart. I think it's time for 
us to do a huge revamping of everything and change things around, make them, get them back into a happier, better place. Maybe get some more new people to come on the podcast and join us. And you're always welcome. If you read a comic, you want to join on, do it. If you don't read a comic, but you want to kick back and it doesn't pay now to kick back and be part of the group until we get back to a video format, unless you're going to be talking with the group. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens out there. I think, I think there's going to be some type of changes coming up in the near future, but we'll keep you informed, let you know what's going on with everything. And still also got under the cowl back episodes you can check out the video podcast of crimson and the under color podcast from the past but be good we'll get back to you sometime soon